1: Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. I'm your host Mike Luke, joined by the great William Brad Alice. William, coming to us from an undisclosed location. Hello, William. Yeah, uh, in my son's room. I like it. I like it. Is there? A, I was going to say, is he on a recruiting trip right now? Why is the room available?
2: Uh, no, he's in the other room. He and his sister were were not getting along, so I moved in here to do my work today, and thought I'd just do the podcast there.
1: All right. Nice. Nice. All right. we got a lot to get to this show. We're going to talk about U19. We're going to talk more recruiting. Jed Fish with a very cool remark that I think actually was very good. Elijah Rushing sets uh, a commitment date. We'll get to all of that. But first, we need to talk about U19. Kylan Boswell... Point guard for the U nineteen team. He's been a little. He's been a little sporadic with some of the turnovers. But watching him, this is a player that has the full confidence of Tad Boyle, and um, it's a big deal, Brad, when you're spearheading the U nineteen po- uh, team from the point guard position.
2: No, and he was instrumental in them getting the win in the first game. Um, obviously, uh, when you are entrusted with the keys to that team, that that shows a lot of faith in you. And yeah, other than the, the turnover thing, he's been pretty good. The outside shooting hasn't been great, but uh, he's been getting it done on both ends of the floor, running that offense. He had a couple key turnovers, uh, you know, that he forced uh, late in some of those games. And uh, they rolled today, I think, by like almost 50 points um, over what, Le- Lebanon, I think. Some, some of the teams in this tournament, a little unusual. Uh, didn't know Madagascar played basketball. Um, who is it? Lebanon's in this tournament. Uh, A few other teams that you don't think
1: of as being basketball hotbeds, Um, but it's cool to see. Right. Oh, it's very cool to see. Second of all, too. All right. Let's talk about Philly B. Philly B. I'm going to give him this. Our guy, Philly B. Philly B got 19 shots up in the previous game in like three minutes. He went six of 19. Philly B didn't get to play nearly as much today. But you know what? I like that out of Philly B, though, because I want Philly B coming back here confident, ready to pull the trigger right there. That's what it looked like in that first game.
2: Uh, the number that astounded me I think he had seven assists in the right. uh, first game. Uh, didn't know Philly B had that aspect to his game and again, it's hard to tell it's hard to read, but um obviously, there's a reason he was recruited to Arizona and whether right. he's ever a major contributor or not, that remains to be seen. um but you know he he's he's got some skills um again when whether he gets to display that at Arizona or another school or back in Serbia or um, who knows? But you know, it's not like they just brought in some dude just because he happened to be six seven.
1: Right. No, they didn't do that at all. And again, that's why uh, I was a little bit impressed again. I don't I would love to be wrong. I don't know that I ever see Philly B really contributing here, But I will say that some of the passing was next level right there. He looked pretty good in the pick and roll. And again, you're not bringing in a dude just because he played overseas. Now, granted, Tommy Lloyd's gonna be heading overseas. but, you don't bring in a guy just because his name is Philly B and he's got a cool nickname and he's from Serbia.
2: Yeah. Again, they saw something they liked. He was always a developmental player. And frankly, it seems to be in the, in the current uh, landscape that if you're going to bring in a developmental player, you're better off bringing in a European developmental player because they tend to, um, be more patient and not just try to jump. And, uh, you know, and, I, and again, I don't blame kids for leaving school, but you know, Adama ball gave it two years. Um, you know, Philly B seems intent to give it two years when a lot of guys, the minute they're out of the rotation as a freshman are, are, are out of there. Did Marty so, Barmentu give it two years? He, I don't remember. He was there a while. Right. Yeah. Okay. Now, Daniel Dillon,
1: Daniel, Daniel Dillon, Dillon gave it. Gave it. We, trust me, we lived Daniel Dillon. We know all about Daniel Dillon. All right, let's talk about some recruiting right there. But Kylan Boswell looks great. Rich Carrillo right there wants tougher players out on the court. Kylan Boswell is what Rich Carrillo is looking for right there. I believe Kylan Boswell greater than Kirk Creesa in my opinion. Now, let's talk Rich a little.
2: Rich Carrillo wants, wants Tony Gonzalez. And not only is he the greatest Kansas City Chief, maybe not, but. Uh, He was a basketball player as well. If anyone remembers, rugged power forward from the university of California.
1: Absolutely. And our good buddy, Kevin Woodman actually coached him at the boys and girls club right there. He doesn't like to talk about it much, but he did. Um, So, Let's talk let's talk a little bit about uh, some recruiting now going forward. I love I think Tommy Lloyd and again, it's just me guessing, me surmising. I think Tommy Lloyd kind of and if we could pull these highlights up again here, uh, uh, Jacob Franklin, this would be fantastic. co Pete first. Um, we talked about this a little bit before. but I love what Tommy Lloyd is doing right now though. He is finding players that he thinks can play at the University of Arizona and he is getting to them early. Um, I thought it was a little bit of a mistake kind of holding off uh, and offering a kid that you know is probably good enough to play at the U of A. You get him in here, you get on them early. I think that can only help, Brad. I like this change in approach.
2: Again, and I I wonder how much of this is a change of approach or just how much is was the first two years just trying to fill out the roster and make sure you have a team and, you know, not identifying guys you loved. Um, and maybe didn't just like a lot because you didn't want to scare away guys you already had uh, relationships with. And and now I think, yeah, it's a slight evolution, but I think it's also just, he's got firm footing now as a head coach. He knows what he's doing. Uh, he knows what the roster looks like moving forward. And now you can offer a handful of kids that you like. And um, again, he's not throwing out offers like, like crazy, like some coaches do, but um, being selective but not being so selective that you've only got one or two
1: fallback options right we have jack murphy on tomorrow and he's going to talk a little bit about that the great jack murphy by the way um so good they named a baseball stadium in uh san diego after him very few people know that now with murph um, well, I don't want to. I don't want to tease it right there, but Koeppe, though, those are the guys that you offer early. You offer as a freshman. Um, he's not Nick Wise in that he, if he stops growing, he won't be elite. He's still going to always be six foot seven, bare minimum, right there. And he's going to be I, again. I don't know what kind of pro he's going to be, but we talked about this yesterday. Totally fine with it because I think he's going to abuse players in college, and uh, that's what we're looking for right there, William.
2: Well, also, look at the three guys they offered really early in-state. Um, Co-op Pete's brother played in the NFL. Right. Uh, Holmes's brother uh, is a fringe All-American at Dayton, certainly right. a, a really good player at Dayton, guy with some pro aspirations. Um, Monty Williams' son is the son of an NBA head coach and a former right. NBA player. So you know at the very least he's going to work hard enough to get there um so you're giving guys with, with pedigree and if you even look further look at some of the guys who are coming into this program who have dads who played college basketball or or, or cousins who played college right. basketball so you're not rolling the dice on a and, a and no offense to nick wise on a guy who and if you ever met his dad dad was built like a linebacker too. Greg wise um you know the brother uh, Dondre was bigger but still mm-hmm. they were all built the same way they weren't built uh, let's say like basketball players. So when, when Nick quit growing it, it capped kind of what he could be. And he was still a, a serviceable to pretty good player at Arizona, but um, you know, might've scared away some other guys, but you get co Pete in here, you get, you know, Holmes in here, you get some of those guys in here. At the very least, you got guys who certainly appear to be rotational players, if not stars. And right now, again, I, I think there's some good money on co Pete, maybe not again, not playing in the NBA, Maybe he does, but certainly being a guy who can be an all pack 12 type player.
1: And what I like seeing, too, is players like that that go to the U-19 games and or the U-17, whatever it is with him, and you always hear about him dominating right there. Because in college it can or in high school, it can get kind of repetitive right there. I mean, you've, you've scouted the, some of the best players this uh, world's ever seen. And, you know, just talk about it a little bit where guys can get a little bit bored when you're going against Mike Luke and Brad Alice out there.
2: No, I mean, it's better than it was, but you're playing regular basketball in Phoenix. You're not playing at Compass or one of those. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're playing a bunch of guys who are good athletes, um, good basketball players, but it's not like when you're playing in these, you know, elite uh, AAU tournaments. It's not like when you're playing in these prep school tournaments where everyone's a college player um there are going to be those nights and i'm just gonna you know where you go down and play south mountain and their center is six two right it's just gonna happen and you're a six seven wing um you know there are nights when you know and again most of these schools schedule better but you know you don't know who's in your league um you know even if you want to go locally we all know matt korchak fringe d1 player played at arizona dominated in tucson Right, Um, Aaron Anderson, who who we both know, who played. We both know uh, Aaron Anderson, who played at Kennesaw State. Let me ask you this, real
1: quickly: Aaron Anderson or Philly B, who reaches a higher apex?
2: Philly, just because he grew up playing, um, Aaron Anderson was a baseball player, right? Uh, Aaron Anderson, he came eleven
1: eleven and and nine though at Kennesaw
2: State. And played several years in Europe. Uh, granted, he right. played in Portugal's B League and Sweden, and carved out a really nice living. And again, great right. kid, but he was probably a better baseball player. But loved basketball better, and 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 did that. So, um but again, Aaron Anderson was like an 18 and, and eight guy in Tucson, Um right. Because he was again, there were games where he was going up against literally a six one center, you know. Um so, again, the, yeah, that can uh, can affect these guys. And, and that's why, for the most part, coaches don't scout high school games. And that's true of baseball. That's true of softball. That's true of volleyball. The only reason loot ever went to a modern-day game was to be seen. Right. You scout AAU, and back then it was BCA as well. That's where you're scouting. You're scouting BCI. guys uh, oh, BCI, Sorry, on comparable levels. You know, there used to be more camps. There there were less camps than there used to be, you know, the old Nike camp, Adidas shoe camp. You'd go there because you wanted to see, you know, Kobe Bryant go up against Tim Thomas as opposed to Kobe Bryant going up against some kid from Philly.
1: Um, Some kid from Philly B or Philly? Could be the same thing. All right, let's talk about Carter Bryant here in a second. Jacob, if you can get those ready. But first, Four Peaks. We cannot call Carter Bryant ever part of the Four Peaks movement because he is a wing. William Brad Alice has always said that it maybe Arizona should be called wing you right there. But either way, Four Peaks, the official brew of PHN Exports. Check out uh, Four Peaks Brew or Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest on Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks. Please drink responsibly and Mountain Mike's Pizza. Mountain Mike very very good pizza oracle and wetmore you could also find him in sacramento but the deals here are head over to about mike's pizza order their mesa chandler or tucson locations to place your next order reminder new diehards get a 50 voucher upon signing up all right can we play these carter bryant highlights right here though uh when you watch what Carter Bryant was able to do in this uh, uh, at the Section 7, you were reminded why he's a top five to 10 player in the country. Everything just came very easy for him, Brad. You watch this right here. The passing was next level. He was able to get to where he wanted to on the court. His body was made to play basketball. Carter Bryant just checks off every single box that you would want in a high caliber wing.
2: Yeah, I mean, he looks, again, like an NBA wing. He looks like uh, looks like a lot of those, unfortunately, those Duke guys, Ingram and Tatum and, you know, long, strong, athletic. Uh, you know, he's not wickedly – like, he's not Richard Jefferson explosive, but he's still explosive. I mean, he's definitely got an NBA game an NBA body and NBA athleticism. So, right. yeah, there's a reason he was a five-star. There's a reason he was coveted by so many programs and um, –
1: I think we have an ASU Arizona. troll in here. I'm not sure, but I will say this: one o'clock on a Tuesday, and you are all talking about this. We are talking about this because we actually have good players that come to the University of Arizona, unlike you. All right, um, but with Carter Bryant, though, I don't know. I can see him being a two-year guy. I could maybe see him being a one-year guy. I'm not exactly. Uh, I'm not exactly sure where he's going to be, but. Um, you saw why you saw why he was viewed in such a light, right there, Brad. And honestly, um, this is the biggest recruit of the Tommy Lloyd era right here to this point.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, gotten he had that little dip at the end of spring, and and, and it seemed to have rebounded from that. Uh, you know, he comes in; he's at a position of need as Arizona doesn't have that explosive wing. So, you know, I, I think I you could argue maybe Kylan Boswell just as important, but certainly, yeah, a big time. Big time player that that the Arizona uh, you know has has gotten and it came at an important time when people were worried about Arizona's recruiting.
1: All right, now speaking of another guy, Jamari Phillips, we have these courtesy of his father right here. Thank you, uh, uh, thank you, Mr. Phillips. But Jamari Phillips right here, um, I think that this is the player that is. This is what a top. 10 to 15 player in the country is supposed to look like, especially in this day and age. You watch it. He's hitting threes. He's finishing at the basket. He's getting pull-ups as well. This is, um, you know, I don't know that he's going to start from day one, but Brad, he has every bit the look of a player that's also going to average double figures in his first year at the U of A. Not sure how long he'll be here, but this was a real steal for Tommy Lloyd getting him when he got him. He's kind
2: of that quintessential uh, wing two guard. I mean, you know, can, can put it on the floor, uh, has the jump shot, uh, some long, uh, you know, arms and, and length on the defensive end. I don't hate the Tyler Doherty. I don't <laughs>
1: hate that comparison, comparison. right
2: there. Comparison, yeah, guy I really wanted Arizona to land, and they did for a while. Um, but, yeah, he's that type of player. Just, you know, kind of a, a pure two guard, uh, a scorer. Uh, Right. Oh, by the way, not that he doesn't play defense and not that he won't pass, but yeah, just a nice, well-rounded player,
1: a nice, well-rounded player. And I think what also has impressed a lot of people as well is that he has gotten to that next level to where he is at. I think there were some questions there shouldn't have been, but I think there were some questions about his athleticism. You can tell by these highlights that he can get about where he is. he can get to where he wants to on the court at pretty much any time, right there, and that's what I think is uh, that's what you need at that shooting guard position. Can you get to where you need to on the court? Can you finish? And he can do all of that, Brad.
2: Yeah, again, he's not that Richard Jefferson, Reggie Geary type athlete, but he doesn't need to be. Uh, right. He's a he's a above average to to very good athlete. Obviously, you saw those clips. Uh, the kid is physically mature. He's on a string being out there. Um, which is good when you are a guy who wants to get in the lane and, and do some, uh, some some damage. Uh, obviously, it has a nice stroke, obviously a willing defender. So, yeah, he's a he's – a, again, there's a reason he is now flirting with, if not has been given the five stars, and he's another big
1: pickup. I don't hate that Tyler Dorsey comparison right there, Jesse. I think that's actually a very good comparison right there. I think that Jamari probably has a little bit higher upside than Tyler Dorsey. But Tyler Dorsey, we got to remember, Tyler Dorsey in college was an absolute killer.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And again, he's a guy who he played a little bit in the NBA. Uh, He's played for the Greek national team. Um, uh, He's carved out a nice career over there. And and I want to throw out, um, I know this might be confusing for ASU fans you know, June and July is basketball recruiting season. That's when <laughs> basketball recruiting's at its hotbed. Um, even Bobby Hurley knows this. He's out there. He's at, He was in Glendale all weekend. Um, so, so yeah, you might think it's silly, and I, I get that. It's, it's hard to know what big boy basketball is. Um, but in July, guess what they're talking about in Kentucky right now? It's not who's replacing Will Levis. Guess what they're talking about in Carolina? It's not Mac Brown. Uh, so this is what big boy basketball programs talk about in July. They talk about uh, five star recruits, not transfers from Nevada.
1: Correct. And Brad, we're going to get to uh, we're going to get to uh, Dillingham, and maybe copying a little bit of the Jed Fish template right there. Also, KB Thiel says, "I like how UCLA fans act like they didn't want Bryant or Phillips. You want both of those guys right there. These are easy players. You want they aren't Mick Cronin guys. They are Arizona guys right there."
2: And I wanted guys UCLA had um, and has since lost, but you know I, I wanted uh, the guys who turned pro. I would have taken Jaime Hawkes in a heartbeat. Um, so yeah, so that whole thing is 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 silly. And I think in some ways it's a product of their message boards and and those guys who run those message boards. I used to work with them when I was with the old Scout and the old twenty four seven. So um, whenever they don't get a guy, we didn't want him anyways. And when they All right, get Brad, a guy, by the way.
1: Um, pro philly b or joe mcclain can philly b reach joe mcclain's senior upside i don't know i haven't seen it yet and i
2: and again i may be harder on joe mcclain than anyone but um he wasn't good
1: for three years what's there to be hard about
2: right now joe mcclain as a freshman
1: was better than philly b as a freshman All right. That's fair. That's fair enough to say. Um, Now, you know, with the rest of this, though, we talk obviously we've talked about it quite a bit all week. But again, I like where Arizona is at with their recruiting right now. Now, as far as the roster goes, I heard a very good comparison about why you bring in a Caleb Love. Um, And I'll ask uh, I'll ask Murph about this tomorrow. You bring in a Caleb Love, though, because I think with. uh, with this Arizona roster before he got there, I think it was a very good roster. I also don't believe that. um, I also don't believe that it had the ability to to compete for a national title. I think they were missing that one score. I think with Caleb love in the fold, that becomes something that Arizona can really look at right there as a real possibility. Unlike ASU.
2: No, it was a high risk, high reward move. Um, It could implode on Arizona, but yeah, they needed, they needed a, a proven score, and that's what they get. We we think Kylan Boswell can be that guy. We don't know it yet. We like uh, Bradley, uh, but we don't know it yet. Um, you know, we like the young European guys, but we don't know. Uh, you know, obviously, Keshad Johnson's limited as an offensive threat. So you bring in a guy who averaged 17 at North Carolina, played in the national title game. Again, there's some baggage. He's a gunner. Right. Uh, he can be a black hole on the offensive end. He's a guy who, again – Seemed to have some issues on his way out the door at Carolina that if you believe some of the, the, the TMZ rumor mongering, Uh, but nothing awful. You know, he, 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 he didn't bring a gun to anyone in Tuscaloosa. Um, And I trust the fact that Steve Robinson's too old to put up with that crap. Right. Uh, He knows the kid.
1: He recruited him. He's his lead recruiter. He he knows.
2: He recruited him and if the kid had issues, he he wouldn't have vouched for it. So Again, could he be a guy who ends up going two for 14 and not stopping shooting in a, in a key game and Arizona loses in the tournament because of it? Absolutely. Could he also hit a big-time three to
1: send Coach K home? He's already done it. He's already done it, and we'll try to get him to do it again. Now, we're going to move over to a little bit of Arizona football here because I want to get Brad's takes on a lot of stuff, and I've got some takes as well. But first, tap and bottle. As we've talked about before, tap and bottle—that's where you can find William Brad Alice. Flowing Wells. Look at Brad. Look at Brad right there. He knows where that. Uh, he knows where that money is going to be made. Coming up with uh, Tyler Alice. Have you decided, by the way, if Tyler will go to Flowing Wells? If we still live in the district, yeah. What if Sal Point comes calling though? I don't know. I don't want to think about
2: it. Right now, right. Right now I'm focused on Floyd Wells Little League. We got a big game tonight against Western and their six foot two, 13 year olds uh, with, a, Kobe, with, a, chance, with a chance to play for the 50 uh, 70 championship tomorrow.
1: KB Thiel, I need you to go up there, though, and I need you to get a picture of William Brad Alice there because you've done it in the past and these were great pictures. But. If you also don't want to have to rely on a picture of William Brad Alice, come to the tap and bottle watch parties for all the away Arizona basketball and Arizona football games. All kinds of good stuff. All kinds of fun. We'd love to see you up there. And you can get some four peaks up there as well. Again, support local. Again, Scott, Rebecca do a great job. Now, let's talk a little bit of Arizona football here. Elijah Rushing has announced a a commitment date, um, July 6th. Um, Everybody knows who Elijah Rushing is. Um, if, uh, this would be a, this would be a, a massive get for Arizona. I don't care what he does on the field. The fact, if you were able to, and Arizona is one of his four finalists. If you were able to get Elijah rushing, that would really mark a line that man, Arizona football is real about this stuff right here, Brad. Cause he can, he can legitimately go anywhere that he wants in the country and be compensated for his efforts.
2: Yeah, obviously it's a big deal. Uh, Arizona. Uh, and again, it's. Um, a five star who's looking at other big time programs. I mean, he's looking at Oregon, he's looking at Notre Dame, looking at Tennessee. And I know people are like ah, tennis, Tennessee. brings in five stars. Right. Um, they don't win with them all the time, but they 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 bring them in. Uh, you know, obviously Notre Dame's Notre Dame and Oregon's maybe with the exception of Georgia and uh, Alabama, the hottest recruiting school right now. And I mean, their class is is silly. So it's uh, loading. That it, it, again. I, I have been critical of some of the guys in this recruiting class when you're beating out Utah state for guys. Um, but to be mentioned in with the same breath as those guys is, is a big deal. And again, I think there are some things you can do locally with the NIL that are unique to he and a guy like Will Height. Um, and hopefully Arizona can take advantage of that. Um, Cause I think again, this is, yeah, this is not only a big time guy, not only is it keeping one of the, Five best prospects in since I've been in Tucson. I think Um right. He's certainly rated as such, but it's a position in need. I mean, right. Arizona. You look at their roster right now. There's they're still hurting for pass rushers.
1: Right. So and if you could get him along with Keona Davis, not Will Hyde. If you could get him, that would be a really nice little uh, little get right there. Absolutely. So, again, that would be massive, though. Again, July 6th, we'll certainly keep you up to date with that. Also, before we get into a little bit of Arizona ASU uh, uh, football right now, Illegal Pete's. Kick off your week with Margarita Monday at Illegal Pete's, exclusive to Arizona locations, $3 margs all day Monday. Nothing brightens up that Monday mood more than soaking up the sun with a few margaritas. And don't forget about Taco Tuesdays, $2 tacos all day Tuesday. Enjoy your favorite chicken, pork, veggie tacos for just 2 bucks. So swing by and start your week off right at Illegal Pete's. Um, you watch it uh, how uh, how uh, Kenny Dillingham is doing things when he's trying to get recruits here at ASU, and it's very much along the Jed Fish type uh, Twitter about you know being very active on Twitter, um, you know uh, hinting at things that are coming. To me, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, right there. They know that what Jed Fish is doing is working. They got he's got a little bit of sizzle to it, and they're trying to copy that. William Bright Alice.
2: I think it's, uh, uh, and, and again, as much as I like to to, to rub ASU's nose and things. Uh, do it right uh, now, even if you don't mean it. I don't think he's copying his playbook. I think he's doing what you have to do as a younger coach right now. And Dillingham is, I don't know how successful he'll be at ASU. I think it was a good hire. I think it was an interesting hire. He was a guy who really won the Arizona job as well. Um, this is what you have to do. You have to be active on Twitter. You have to continually reinvent what you do. Um, you know, obviously, I know who uh, was it? Cartman took a lot of heat for that. Three stars in Arizona. He was just repeating Herm Edwards's company line, which was probably, you know, Antonio's company line. Um, Dillingham is recruiting the state fairly well. Uh, really? He's he's not turning his nose up. At local in-state guys, and 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 that's something you know. Jed Fish has also done uh, pretty well. Um, he's being active on Twitter. They're trying to do things with social media with uh, their on-campus visits. Uh, with no pandemic, they don't have to worry about not bringing kids on campus and hiding them at a park down <laughs> the street. Um, so yeah, I think Dillingham again. As much as I'd like to say he's he's copying Jed, no, he's just doing what you need to do in the modern game. When you're when you're Saban, you don't need to be on Twitter. When you're, you know, those guys, you don't need to be on Twitter. When you're Kenny Dillingham and Jed Fish and uh, the guy at Oregon, and and, and, uh, you need to be on Twitter because that's just where the kids are right now. And you probably need a presence on Instagram or Snap or whatever the new one is because I don't, you know, I'm I'm having trouble keeping up with my kids on social media. Um, But that's what you have to do. And if Dillingham is going to be successful, He's going to have to do that. And my guess is being a guy in what his mid thirties, he's going to reinvent himself several times. You know, Jed fish is a guy in his what mid forties. Right. Going to reinvent himself many times. We even saw that with Lute Olson, who was reinventing himself in his late fifties and early sixties. It's just what good coaches do. I'm, you know, not, not everyone can be Saban and, and act like a grouchy man, uh, you know, like, uh, coach K used to do that. That's right. few and far between, and you've got to reinvent yourself and you've got to be the next big thing. And if something doesn't work, what was it? The country song it, between the third
1: and fourth period didn't work. They dumped it. Right. Okay. Move on to the next thing. All right. This uh, we're going to get to some jedfish audio here that we have in just a second, but the, uh, um, I still am a little baffled, to be honest with you, as to why it became impossible to get in-state kids to stay home. And what I mean by that is growing up, generally, the equivalent of five-star kids generally went still to Arizona or ASU. There were differences for sure. But, I mean, you look at uh, the the Bates brothers outside of Marion. Arizona, ASU. You look at your guy, Mike Chaska, first-team parade All-American, Arizona. Kevin Schmitke could have gone to Nebraska at the apex of Nebraska football right there. Did it. Even later on, Bobby Wade, Mike Bell. What happened in the last 20 years that it became impossible for the in-state schools to keep the good in-state kids home? Yeah, that's fair. So,
2: your, your mom couldn't watch your games before. That's fair. Uh, Your mom had to buy you a phone card to call home because uh, you can FaceTime mom. She can stream every game. Right. Um, They relax some of the rules on bringing families in to to, to games across the country. Um, I mean, it used to be the only way to watch an Arizona football game was wait till 1030 at night and watch it on uh, KMSB. Right. Even Phoenix. I mean, Phoenix was a, you know, three hour round trip.
1: You're right, William. You're right.
2: Um, It became easier for kids to go across the country. Um, so now your new advantage is NIL because if I'm again, if I own a car dealership and Elijah rushing commits in a week and a half, guess who I can start, uh, promoting my car dealership in December. I don't think he can do it during the season, but as soon as, you know, assuming he's not going to play basketball for South point soon as he's on campus. Like that summer, he he could be my NIL guy, and I can spend six months hyping him up. You know, he the kid can do it. But everyone in Tucson knew who Kadeem Carey was before he got to Arizona, right? Right? I mean, Kadeem in
1: the NIL age,
2: Would yeah, have made a lot of money.
1: Exactly. So that's let's not talk how about, you keep kids. Let's up. talk about the NIL right here. Oh, Benny and Art Malone, who played at ASU. My dad brings them up all the time. Tony Clift, and I do like that. The Malone brothers. All right. Um, let's uh, let's hear from Jed Fish right here about how they sell the NIL and about being the big fish in the small pond. I like this very much.
2: The really interesting thing when I think about Arizona is. The, the challenges and the strengths that come with where, the, where you're located right you have an amazing recruiting base with some of the best skilled position players in the country out here you got something. Like, I mean Arizona's become like quarterback capital you got yeah. tons of big time recruits but you're also competing with everyone coming here to recruit because a lot of the transient families what's the recruiting strategy on one keeping kids home in Arizona and also having to compete with Michigan and Penn State and USC all these schools come
0: here to recruit now yeah, well, I think it's twofold, right? The first thing is assistant coaches like to go on vacation in Arizona. <laughs> so everybody wants to recruit Arizona, yeah, yeah. right? I mean, if you're from the Northeast or the Midwest yeah. and you're out in winter recruiting, where else do you want to go for a few days, right? So now everybody knows our secrets. Yeah. They all know that we got some really good players in the state. Yeah. Uh, the second thing is, you know, you, you get into that discussion of do you build a border? Do you build a... Guardrails around your state and try Mm -hmm. to keep people away from it, and you know, make a huge sales pitch about staying home. Um, I think what it comes down to is that what makes Tucson special is that we're a we're in a college town Mm -hmm. uh, in a pro state, and we're in a college town in a state, as you mentioned, that everybody wants to be a part of. So it's very transient. People are leaving California to move here. People are leaving other cities to move here. But in the world of NIL. Mm -hmm. in the world of being able to market yourself as a student athlete when you couldn't do it before.
2: If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 today and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase by going to drinkag1.com
0: slash next up. You really should want to avoid protons. Yeah. Um, you're not going to be able to put your face up there against Devin Booker's face mm-hmm. in a, uh, a car sales ad, yeah. right? They're going to pay Devin. Yeah. They're going to pay Kyler Murray. Yeah. They're going to, and you go through the whole process of wherever you're at, if you're in a place, you know, LA's got a lot of people to put on billboards, <laughs> right? <laughs> Prior to, you know, a corner yeah. from uh, a university. Yeah. But in Tucson, we are the pro team. Yeah. And we are the team that um, everybody knows. And you're the football team, you're the basketball team, you're the softball team of U of A. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a big deal. Yeah. And so what I felt as if when we're trying to keep people in state, especially the high quality players, they have to understand what is the value. Mm-hmm. You know, of your name, image and likeness. Mm-hmm. And what is the value if you could actually be successful in a college town in your home state? Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, I think that's has brought a lot of success.
1: I love that. First of all, I apologize about the, the, uh, the advertisement in there. Jacob Franklin, I do apologize. But I love that, Brad. You've got to realize that, you know what, you are going to be a bigger fish in a small pond. It's different having an NIL in L.A. or, uh, you know, a massive city with 10,000 different uh, uh, entities competing for you. Whereas if you're at Arizona, you are the you're the only game in town right there, Brad.
2: I think as we see NIL continue to develop and it actually becomes a true name image likeness and not a slush fund, which it is right now, right. which it is now. It, Jed's comments will be even more true because let's be honest. If I'm Joe, the car guy in LA and I'm a USC booster, I don't care that the cornerback for USC does not have the name likeness value that, uh, Matt Stafford has I'm still throwing that kid 50 grand because I like USC. Right. But if they come up with a program, which they should, where you actually legitimately have to have a value on your name, then yes, in Tucson, Arizona. uh, And let's use, let's use softball for an example. Um, You know, Ali Scabs, local girl. Great point. Has 20 times the value of ASU's best player. And that's not a slam on the ASU player. It's because he's right. Booker, you know, uh, Kyler Murray, uh, guy for the Coyotes, uh, you
1: know. It just is what it is because of what the product is and what the fan base gravitates around.
2: And it's the same thing with L.A. Now, if I am, you know, and I don't know who a big ASU booster who owns a car dealership, sure. He's going to throw money at, you know, Bourgette. If he's the starting quarterback this year, uh, because that's the way NIL is built now. I think the NCAA really missed the boat by not assigning value to name image likeness. Um, And that's not saying you couldn't throw comparable money at kids. But, you know, let's be honest. A college kid promoting a car dealership should be worth a certain amount of money, no more, no less. Um, An autograph should be worth a certain amount of money, no more, no less. And one booster can't buy 157,000 autographs. Um, and they missed the boat on that because it's not name image likeness now. You know, that
1: bar. It's we uh, you to come here.
2: That power bar company out of uh, Improvo, who's promoting BYU athletics and get, is giving every kid a couple hundred bucks. They're not using their faces in advertising. Right. So it's not name image likeness. It, it should be. Just like, you know, and I, so I have no problem. And, and maybe there is a value of being USC starting quarterback nationally that it's not at Arizona and that should be factored into it. I, I I, don't have a problem with that, but you know, I think we're going to see name image. Like it's just, you know, and and fish and, and Tommy have mentioned this. I think we're going to see the transfer portal sort itself out better than it is right now, because right now the COVID year is throwing everything for a monkey right. wrench. And I think eventually the NIL is going to, be streamlined it's it's i mean obviously usc will always be able to throw money at kids that that arizona can't at least for football you know uh north carolina basketball probably to throw money that that you know north carolina state can't ironically enough north carolina state (laughs) love paying players but um but yeah there will be an added value of being i think and especially the hometown kid or if you're u of a basketball and you know, the elite player uh, commits to you as a sophomore, then he has two years to build up that name brand. Um, and if he's at a prep school, he can probably start cashing in on it uh, for two years in Tucson, where, you know, again, as much as we're bagging on the ASU, guy, there's a reason. Phoenix doesn't care about ASU basketball to the level that Tucson cares about Arizona basketball. Because they care about the Suns and they care about the Cardinals and maybe the Diamondbacks
1: and sometimes. You think there are more Arizo- you think there are more Lakers fans in uh, Phoenix or Arizona State basketball fans?
2: I think uh, people who spend money probably ASU basketball, but I think if you lined up the jerseys, it's Lakers fans. Yeah. I'd agree with that, but again,
1: but I like you know that what?
2: Angle. There's probably more Laker fans in Portland, Oregon than
1: than than or Basketball fans, fans. you know, so maybe bad comparison. Brad, how's your sleep going? Okay right now. All right. Now, but again, it could always be better. Flavoring your life, OG's brands. Here's the deal. Flavoring life is what OG's Brands is all about, and they make it easy with their wide range of flavors and functions. No matter what you need, OG's has a gummy for it. Check out OG's online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. You must be 21 years up uh, and enjoy responsibly and Octane Raceway. Let's say you're like William Brad Alice and you got a lot of the kids running around. You know, they're playing sports. You got Tyler. You got Tyler playing uh, uh, football. You got Riley softball or volleyball? Volleyball. Volleyball. But, and they say, you know what, Dad? I don't want to actually play anything today. I want to go have a good time. That's where Octane Raceway and Mavericks comes in right here. Again, check it out. Book some fun this spring at Octane Raceway and Mavericks. Kart racing, virtual reality, laser tag, axe-throwing, Bowling, arcade, great food and drinks, tons of different events throughout the summer. Check out OctaneRaceway.com and Mavericks.com to learn more. All right. With Arizona football this year, though, Brad, coming in, um, I am actually – I am getting more and more bullish on the Wildcats this year. I am very intrigued, though, to see who is going to be – we got four positions on the offensive line down – It's been a long time since you've been able to look on the offensive line and say that there's multiple NFL players. There's multiple lock NFL players. I'm curious to see now, though, the next step for me with Jed Fish is building some of that depth, which I think he's going to be able to do. I was talking about it yesterday. I think Tylan Gonzalez is going to be an interesting case because um, he is kind of the epitome of, I think, what they're looking for in that we don't really care too much about ratings here. I get that that gets – People in trouble, but he's a huge dude. Him and Polito coming in. Um, I'd like to see some depth on that O line, and if that happens, Brad, then I think Arizona's going bowling.
2: Yeah, I, I still think there's some concerns on the defense side of the ball. I like the offense and again. I think the offensive line is set; that they avoid any major injuries. They're in good shape there. They're obviously deep at running back. They they seem deep at wide receiver. Uh, obviously, got uh, an above average quarterback room. Um, you know, my, my concern is honestly uh pass rush and safety. Um looking at I saw some What was the last time we didn't have
1: a concern about pass rush? Brooks Reed and uh Ricky Elmore?
2: And DeAndre Reed, yeah, those three guys probably. Yeah. Copeland Bryan before then. Yeah, I mean the stoops era had pretty good pretty good defensive ends. Defensive tackle was was an <laughs> issue at time, but yeah, I mean it's but it's the stoops era it was the last time they had consistent – you know, obviously, Kylan Wilbon had that one good year and then just Scooby
1: was awesome for about a year and a half.
2: Yeah. Um, obviously, injuries derailed that. But, um, you know what? I think it was it Pandy who had some some big sack numbers or fields, one of those two guys. But then, you know, obviously uh, COVID. So um, but yeah, no, you need you need consistent pass rush. Again, the safeties are a little there's some promise there, but it's a little thin. But, you know, I love the, the depth of the defense of the two interior defensive positions is really deep. Um you look at linebacker there's some star potential star power there I think the corners are solid um but again yeah if you can't put pressure on the quarterback doesn't matter so I think yeah if some things click into place and some things work um then I think you've got a very good chance at uh, having a, a, an above average uh, football team and the defense just has to be okay because I think the offense is going to be really good.
1: All right, Brad, before we sign off, by the way, great comments from everybody. B Cat, from your mouth to God's ears, is that the, or from God's mouth to your ears? What is the, actually, what is the phraseology here? I think from God's mouth. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, God's mouth to your ears. Yes, Four yep. Peaks NIL has to happen. We need to get this movement going. Let's uh, let's uh, let's get this going. But William, do you have any podcasts coming out?
2: Yeah, I've got one recorded. Just had to do some final edits, and it'll be up today. It's a film. It's a new thing I'm doing. It's called Review and Review. It's, right. uh, it's a brief five, six-minute film review of one of the football prospects and then a review of something else. And this one happens to be Metallica's newest album. Uh, we may even get a Tyler Alice uh burger review is he is the uh the, the burger king of our house Mom, um, you know my daughter riley is yeah, the burger well. king he's he's the burger king i need that nil money um but so yeah that should be up this afternoon and then we'll see we are in the uh the slog of all-star baseball we are going to play our fourth game in four days in 100 uh, plus degree heat if we win tonight we make the championship series and gotta uh, gotta upset a team twice to to advance to no gallus but uh exciting times
1: yeah. All right, Brad. For Brad Alice, I'm Mike Luke, Jacob Franklin, behind the scenes. Jacob, I do apologize about that. We'll be back with you tomorrow, though. We have a very, very special guest, Jack Murphy, coming on the show to talk some Arizona basketball. But for William Brad Alice, I'm Mike Luke, Jacob Franklin, behind the scenes. We will talk with you tomorrow. 1230, be here.